Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome, episode 559 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is January 26th, 2024. Few topics on the show today since the Padres are not doing anything right now. I wanted to go over an all Preller team. I just came up with this idea. Why not? Since there's nothing, no moves happening. Maybe a move happens later today. Maybe it happens over the weekend. Padres haven't made a major league signing since January 3rd. And that was like when it became official, not when it was being reported. So I guess technically it was even before then. It's been even longer than that. Um, so yeah, an all Preller team just picking the best players at each position in the A.J. Preller tenure, pretty much. Like, what they did with the Padres, so we'll get to that. Padres' promotional schedule is out. I guess that is something that the Padres are doing right now. Uh, that came out yesterday, so we can discuss that and talk about which ones we are most excited about there. And then Dennis Lynn's fan survey results earlier this week, I answered the questions. The fan survey results, I saw that they just came out, and... The results, as predicted, are different than what they were going into the 2023 season. Like Things are obviously different here with the state of the franchise. If you want to join the show, feel free. Click that link that is pinned up at the top of the chat. I will get to the comments, as always, in the chat, in that live chat. Uh, and if you're on replay, feel free to drop a comment with your thoughts on the show, any topics that are discussed here, just any questions as well. If you have show topic ideas that you want me to um, eventually do. I take those as well, and I have done that in the past. So feel free to use the comment section there if you're watching on replay. All right, first, let's get to the All Preller team, and then I'll do the promotional schedule and then the survey results. So, pretty quick, I'm not going to take too long on this, but just every position on the field, I did DH. I did not do a full bullpen. I did not do a full rotation, but I just did the ace starter, the closer, who would that be, um, and all that. And same thing, who would the DH be? Now, some of these are debatable, and so if you disagree, feel free to let me know in the comments. I, it's A lot of these guys are obviously guys that are on this team right now or they were recently on this team. Some of them are a little bit older players. 
But I did this on War, Baseball Reference War. Some people probably prefer fan graphs, but the easiest thing to do here is Baseball Reference War because you can go and look what their war was when they were on the Padres. It makes it very, it seems like it's an easier layout there on Baseball Reference than it is with fan graphs. So I just did Baseball Reference. Um, and it, it's debatable because. For example, Xander Bogarts, he's only played one year here. He hasn't played three, four seasons here. So I may go with the guy that has the higher war. Well, war is cumulative, so obviously they have a higher war, right? Um, but anyway, let's get to it. Again, if you disagree, feel free to let me know. Let's start off before getting to the pitching in DH. Where should we start? Let's start with left field. We'll just go, yeah, we'll go with left field first. Left field is Juan Soto, 7.3 war with the Padres. There's no one that was really in competition. I was thinking about maybe you put Renfro there. Do you put Justin Upton there for the one year that he played here? There's not a whole lot of competition. I wasn't going to put Tommy Pham or Jerks and Profar. Obviously, you put one of the best hitters in the game as your left fielder. There wasn't a ton of competition in center field either. You know, there's Manuel Margot. That was the, the one main guy that I was thinking about. I'm not going to go with Travis Jankowski or anything like that. So I went with Trent Grisham, 10.4 baseball reference war that he's had with the San Diego Padres. Right field, Fernando Tassi Jr. I could have put him at shortstop, but I put him in right because there's other options that I can put at shortstop, and Tatis is playing right field right now. And the 19 war that he has so far with the Padres, that some of that, a lot of that is him playing shortstop, right? He doesn't have as much experience playing the outfield, but because he plays the outfield right now, and I'm not going to only count what he did just this season. I'm going to count all of it because that's fair to Tatis. 19 war, Tatis, he is in right. So last year's outfield is my outfield, Soto, Grish, and Tatis. Infield, I've got Manny at third, obviously. I'm not going to go with like Chase Headley for like the however many games. Remember when they tried to put Chase Headley there at third base? I'm not going to put Will Myers at third base for the two games or whatever he played there in like 2017 or 2018, whatever season that was. I'm not going to go Christian Villanueva, although that was totally hyped on him, I remember, in high school. Manny, obviously, 20.5 war. He's the easy guy there. Shortstop, I went with Ha-Sung Kim, 5.8 war. I was thinking between Kim and Bogarts. C.J. Abrams, not enough there for me. Bogarts, I didn't go with. Kim has the higher war. Bogarts, I'm, I'm trying to emphasize what they did with the Padres, and Bogarts hasn't done much with the Padres. So I went with Hassan Kim for shortstop at 5.8. And second base, I went with Jake Cronenworth. There wasn't a ton of competition there unless you want to put Hassan Kim in that category. I mean, who else would you go with over Jake Cronenworth in this A.J. Preller tenure if Kim is at short? Crony. 11.6 baseball reference war so far with the Padres. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty easy there. I wasn't going to go Luis Arias, anyone like that. Uh, Will Myers, I have him at first base. Hosmer, obviously, he played a lot of years at first base, but he did not contribute. Uh, there was no way in heck I was going to put Eric Hosmer on this for the All-Preller team. Now, it was a big contract that AJ handed out. Maybe that's on the All-AJ Fail team. But for, like, best guys, I'm putting Will 12.3 war. And this is like Tatis. He didn't play first base. 
all the years with the Padres. He played some outfield, obviously. But I'm not going to take away some of the war because he wasn't playing at first base every time there. So I go with Will. 12.3 war, cumulative with the Padres at first base. He was an all-star in 16 at first base. I don't think he, he was DHing, I think, in that lineup. But you get my point. First base, I'm going with Will there. At catcher, I'm going to go Austin Nola, 2.7 war. What was the competition there? I mean, Gary, not enough time. Campy, not enough plate appearances. Hedges, the war was better for Austin Nola. Derek Norris, I'm not going with him. Who am I forgetting? Nola, Nola just felt like the pick for me. Um, and then rotation. So I didn't put together a full rotation. I just did one starter, and that's Blake Snell if you're going on war. I mean, you want to Cy Young, so that helps. 11.6 for Snell. If I'm going on starting pitcher that I want on the mound in a playoff game, like win or go home, I'm going with Joe Musgrove. He is at 8.9, though, so there is a little bit of a gap there. There's Darvish, there's some other guys, but we know, we know that that starting pitcher was going to come from the guy that was here recently, at least. And so Snell is that guy if you're going on war. I would go with Joe. Like, my personal team, I would go with Joe over Snell. But if it's based off of war, we go Snell there. Closer, I was thinking it was going to be Josh Hader, but Kirby 8 spent a lot of time here. So he ends up getting it. 5.2 baseball reference war there. Kirby, and this is not like how they are now. I know I did that show, I think a couple weeks ago. It's not how they're playing now. It's how they played with the Padres. So that's why I have Kirby as the closer. If you put together a bullpen, it would be pretty good. I mean, if you have Brad Hand there as he was with the Padres, you have Hader, you have Suarez, you have Melanson. Uh, Taylor Rogers was okay, right? When he was here for a little bit. Uh, there was Trevor Rosenthal, Fernando Rodney. You just put together all the closers. I mean, that's that's not the worst list. Kimbrell was short, but he was a closer with the Padres, for those that remember that, obviously. DH, I'm going with Hunter Renfro, 5.8 war. Um, Could have went Bogarts at 4.4, but I went Renfro because of the higher war. If you want to just go with the better talent, I know Bogarts didn't have the best year, but we probably go with Bogarts as the DH because you have Kim at short, you have Crony at second, so that takes those spots up. If you want to find a spot for Bogarts because he's going to be here long-term, then you go with Bogarts at DH over Renfro. But I went with Renfro. I was looking at guys like Fernando Reyes and all that, but there wasn't enough time there um, to to you know get to a war that was higher than Renfro there. So that's what I've got. Soto in left, Grish in center, Tatis in right, Manny at third, Kim at short, Crony at second, Myers at first, Closer is Yates, DH is Renfro, Snell is the starter, and Nola is behind the plate if that if we're going off of war there. So let's see what some people in the chat think. Oh, you're actually talking about Joey Gallo, not we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, that's just the quick all preller team. That was the main topic that I was gonna discuss on the show today before the Padres released their promotional schedule before. Dennis uh, released the results for the fan survey. So we will get to that. If you missed it, Jock Peterson ended up signing yesterday with the D-back. So that's another guy that is off of the board. I didn't think that was going to be a big possibility for the Padres. Or like, I, I didn't see that happening because Jock, he wasn't going to take like a one-year $5 million deal. I wasn't surprised by the amount of money that he got. And 
based on you know on this rate, he's going to end up with the Padres at some point, right? He's just going through NL West teams, Dodgers, Giants, D-backs. Now he's just got the Padres and the Rockies to go, right? Imagine him going to Colorado. How many home runs do you think he would hit there? 30? Would he go 30 at Colorado? At least 20, right? All right, quick break, and then I'm going to get to the promotional schedule. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. All right, Padres, they released their giveaway schedule. What do you guys think? Do you guys like the giveaways? I'm sure a lot of you saw the giveaways. There's nothing that is listed for opening day. I'm going to go through these in order. There's nothing listed for opening day. And I had the idea yesterday that I think a lot of people liked was, you know, the PS heart shirts that Gruppner and Seidler, Tom, that is. And I think DeVry was wearing one when he signed those shirts. Why not have that be the opening day or not opening day technically, but home opener giveaway at Petco Park. Every fan that walks in giveaway. The Padres have money, right? Why not give away, sell out the stadium in PS shirts, everyone wear them. I think that would be a pretty cool thing to do. So Padres, if you're listening, probably not. But if you're listening, Peter Seidler shirts, that's something that I would do if I was in control of the giveaways and there was the budget for that. There's There has to be a budget to just print out a bunch of shirts. You're a major league baseball team. Um, okay. March 29th against the Giants that Friday, so the day after the home opener, they're giving away a opening series hat. April 2nd against the Cardinals. I I mean, it looks cool, but it's not something that I'm like going to wear a bunch. <laughs> the City Connect poncho against the Cardinals there. That's a 640 game. Looks pretty cool. Why don't they give away these? Do they give away the City Connect stuff not on a Friday so that you can wear it on the next Friday? Like, why don't they give away the the City Connect stuff on a Friday? Maybe because they know that the ballpark is going to be sold out anyway because it is a Friday. And the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, they do the giveaways so that fans will show up more. I understand that, but I just kind of was curious about that. Maybe I answered my own question there. April 10th, Manny Machado home run bobblehead. Uh, April 29th against the Reds, a knit beanie. Looks pretty cool, but sometimes the sponsors on there, it ruins it. Like, the giveaway looks cool, and then when the sponsor... I get it, because it's a giveaway, you gotta have a sponsor on there, all that, but... Sometimes I feel like it ruins it. This one here doesn't look like it ruins it. It's probably just sitting on the back there, and it's fine. SDG&E. Most of these are for the first 40,000 fans in attendance. May 14th against the Rockies, Joe Musgrove and Theo Bobblehead. I think that's his dog. Yeah, his adopted dog, Theo. Musgrove is in his basketball jersey, which he likes to wear. They're giving that away as well um, later in the year. May 28th, City Connect belt bag. That's another Tuesday that they're giving away a City Connect thing. I think that's, again, like it's against the Marlins on a Tuesday. Let's sell out the place by giving away a City Connect item. June 6th against the D-backs, a Xander Bogart's bobblehead. Hopefully he's, you know, hitting really well. This season, by that time, there uh, he is going to be standing in his X pose there, on probably second base, June or maybe that's first. I don't know. 
June 11th against the A's, the Joe Musgrove basketball jersey. I don't think they're partnering with the actual basketball jersey company that makes them for Musgrove and the Padres. The sponsor here is Motorola, but so they're probably just making a cheap basketball jersey to give away because the ones, the, the legit ones that Musgrove and those guys wear, those actually cost a good amount, I think. I, f I forget the brand name. I apologize to that brand name. Um, June 20th against the Brewers, a 619 Aloha shirt. June 23rd against the Brewers, kids giveaway, rookie plush pillow. June 25th against the Nats, the Hasung Kim bobblehead. June 25th. So that is not before the trade deadline. So I guess they're, didn't Kyle Blanks have a bobblehead and then they traded him, so it just went away? So for anyone that's speculating, oh, well, they have a bobblehead for him, he's staying. I would not 100% guarantee that. It seems like he's going to stay, but with all the promotion they're doing, but I would not, I would not 100% uh, say that he's definitely staying just because they have a bobblehead for June 25th against the Nats. But obviously that will be, a popular item, July 10th against the Mariners, 1984 throwback hat. August 12th, the Tony Gwynn uh, jersey that they're giving away there, Henley jersey. 25th anniversary of Tony Gwynn's 3,000th career hit. That's cool. August 20th against the Twins, Manny Machado collectible pin. August 22nd against the Mets. I feel like this is going to be a popular item. The Tatis Jr. City Connect bucket hat. August 25th, kids giveaway against the Mets, Padres lunchbox. September 4th against the Tigers. This will be popular as well, I'd imagine. Um, City Connect hoodie. Now, it's not like a thick hoodie. It's one of the thin ones, but I'm sure that will be popular. And then September 18th against the Astros, Fernando Tatis Jr. Platinum Glove bobblehead. So you know that home run robbery catch that he had last September? They have a platinum glove on there. So. That's cool. My favorite one out of these. I like the City Connect hoodie. I'm not a big bucket hat bucket hat guy, but I mean it's it's cool. I like the Tony jersey there. The knit beanie I like. I'm probably going to go with the City Connect hoodie. I think that's a pretty cool one. Anyone in the chat here with favorite bobbleheads? Pedro says, got to go with that 90s Gwen jersey. If not, I'm calling you out as a Stan Padres fan. Yeah, if you if you were alive when Tony was like in his prime and you grew up watching him, yeah, I definitely understand that for sure. And you should probably kill it that one. Um, Let's see here. Alex says the City Connect sweater was sick. Yeah, I like that City Connect one because I'm not going to spend $200 or whatever it is in the Padres team store on a City Connect hoodie. Sorry, I'm not doing that. All right, so that is the promotion giveaway schedule. Let's get to the Padres fan survey results. Dennis Lynn put this out recently. Obviously, this was earlier this week. 1,420 people took part in this annual survey. 4.9% expressed strong confidence that the Padres are moving in the right direction. 
Very confident. Somewhat confident was 25.3%. 38.5% was unsure. 22.3%, not very confident. And then 9% were not confident at all. So nearly 70% of the fan base that voted here, over 1,000 fans, were either unsure, not not very confident, not confident at all. And then the rest were somewhat confident, very confident. I, I definitely understand those that were in the unsure category for sure. Because we haven't heard Eric could send a talk and there hasn't been a season and we don't know AJ Preller's future for sure beyond this year and how Mike Schilt's going to do as the manager of the team and how these other guys that were acquired in the Soto deal, how are they going to do? So unsure, I, I, I definitely understand that. Those that aren't confident, I understand that as well because you, you're seeing the payroll go down. You're seeing Hayter and, uh, and Soto go. Martinez and Waka and Lugo and Snell, all these guys depart. Guys, Some guys that are here long-term coming off of down years. Who is Eric Kutsenda? We only see one headshot of him on the internet. Haven't heard him talk. Bob Melvin went to the Giants. Now we have another new manager. How long is Preller going to go? What are these prospects going to do when they're up? So, yeah, I think it's pretty easy for fans to be, yeah, not too confident, either unsure or not very confident. And then the somewhat confident, it's kind of like me. I'm trying to stay optimistic. I know there's talent on this team. I like what we're hearing about the prospects that are coming up. I like the, the Mike Schilt hire. So just kind of hoping for the best there. How does that compare to how you felt this time last year? The majority... I'm a lot less confident, 42.8%. I'm a little less confident, 42.2%. I feel about the same as 10.3. 3.4, I'm a little more confident. 1.3, I'm a lot more confident now. I'm a lot less confident. That I, I definitely understand that, especially like when you don't have a center fielder, a left fielder, DH first base option, rest of the rotation filled out. Eric Kutsenda taking over, haven't heard from him. It's like like I like I just talked about. It's it's easy to be not optimistic about this team and be a lot less confident. A little less confident. Understand that as well. I don't understand those that say that they're a lot more confident now. How can you be a lot more confident? I know that's one point three percent. Maybe they're just doing that to. Maybe it's Dodger fans that are voting in it just to troll. I don't know. I don't know how you can feel a lot more confident in this team in the direction than how you felt at this time last year. I just don't understand that with what has happened. How confident are you in ownership led on an interim basis by Eric Kutsenda? The majority was unsure 45.7. And I think that's what it should be at because we have, I don't think you should say very confident. I don't think you should said not confident at all because we haven't heard him talk. We haven't, had a full off season of Eric Kutsenda leading things. And we don't know if he's going to be the full chairman long-term. Is this just interim? So I think unsure is probably the right thing to go there. How confident are you in AJ Preller? The majority was unsure, 27.5. Not very confident is right after that at 26.7%. Not confident at all, 21.4. Somewhat confident, 19.1. And very confident, 5.3, and that's understandable. People being unsure, not very confident. I think some are unsure because they've seen some good moves. They've seen some bad moves. 
Don't know what his future's like. Don't know. They're unsure what the rest of this offseason is going to look like as well in terms of who exactly are the Padres bringing in and the holes that are on the roster. And then if you're not very confident, I think, you know, it's because, you know, Bob Melvin, that relationship didn't work. Is this going to work with Mike Schilt? Had to trade Juan Soto. Hater, Snell, all these guys departing. All that talent wasn't able to make the postseason. You're seeing articles out or that, that main athletic article out about A.J. Preller and how he operates and you know just the, the dysfunction that there's been in the Padres organization. So, yep, definitely understand the not very confident crowd there for sure. How would you rate the hiring of Mike Schilt as a manager? 22.2% was, was in my boat, said excellent. 39.5 said very good. 29.2 said good. Uh, 6.9 said fair. And then 2.2 said poor. Yeah, I think some are probably the majority, 39.5, are reluctant to say excellent because of how every other manager has worked out under AJ Preller or hasn't worked out, I should say, under AJ Preller. But I think most say very good because of there's the relationship before. He's been in the organization. There's been a lot good said about Mike Schilt. Um, he had some success managing with the St. Louis Cardinals. So very good. I think that's a good vote to have there for sure. What is the team's biggest weakness? The majority says outfield. And that's for sure. I mean, I, I shouldn't say majority. The highest vote. I, I probably shouldn't say majority on all these. I'll probably continue to say majority. But the highest percent of the vote, 46.5%. Majority is over 50%. But 46.5% said outfield. 36.6% said rotation. If you say anything else, I don't really understand why you say that. Because rotation, or excuse me, bullpen, it's good. I don't think they need another addition there for now. First base DH, they can make a small addition there. You could have Jake play first base if you need him to. I don't know why anyone else would say other. Outfield, I mean, you don't have a center fielder. You don't have a left fielder. Rotation, you can still, you know, throw together a rotation if you need to. Outfield, you don't have an outfield. So I think outfield is definitely the right pick there. How would you rate the December trade of Juan Soto and Trent Grisham? 16.2% said I loved it. I mean, I understand you saying that under the circumstances. 39.6% said, I liked it. And I think that's also considering the circumstances. I don't think anyone liked dealing Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. Like Soto's, maybe some people did. They didn't like Soto for some reason. But considering the circumstances, I like the return that the Padres got back. So yeah, that's uh, understandable being in that boat of 39.6. Uh, 26.2 are unsure. And that's because like we don't know the result of the trade. Right, you'll be sure when you can look back at it in hindsight. Obviously, um, I didn't like it. Was eleven point five percent, and then six point five. I hated it, and I think that's people that it's like, why are we trading Juan Soto? That's stupid. I hate that. Right? Of course we hate it. You don't want to trade Juan Soto, but that's the circumstances that we're in. How concerned are you about the Padres' payroll cuts this off season? The highest percent was forty-seven point five. Somewhat concerned. And yeah, I think that's the right pick to have there. 29.8% said very concerned. 19.3% said not very concerned. 3.4% not concerned at all. I don't really understand how you can be not concerned at all when it's you don't have a TV deal. 
you're trimming the payroll, you have to trade these stars away because of payroll. It has to be a little concerning, right? Um, but yeah, somewhat concerned. I think those that aren't picking very concerned, it's because like the payroll, it's still high in comparison to a lot of other payrolls in Major League Baseball and in Padres history. I mean, this is a still a high payroll and there's still high paid players on this team. It's not like they're stripping down to the Oakland A's or Colorado Rockies, right? Um, so you're looking at it from, well, there's still talent. Maybe it's a reset CBT. At least that's what I imagine some fans are looking at it as. So not, you're not very concerned. You're being somewhat concerned. And that's that's another understandable one. What should the Padres do with Hassan Kim? 41.4% said negotiate a contract extension before he reaches for agency. I think that's emotional. And yeah, you want Hassan Kim here long term. But if you're being realistic, is that actually the best thing to do? Because you have Bogars long-term, you have Cronenworth long-term. Now, if you trade, like I said, if you trade Merrill, if you trade Jake Cronenworth, and then it makes more sense, okay. But if you negotiate an extension with Kim, Manny blocked up, Bogart's Kim, that's your third, short, second, and you're saying that Cronenworth's going to play first base, like that's your infield for the next five-plus years? Or are you saying, no, We'll trade Merrill, or we'll put Merrill in the outfield. We'll, we'll extend Hassan Kim. He, he's at second or short. Bogarts is at second or short. Manny's at third. Bring in a first base bat. Crony, maybe you find a way to trade him, but if you don't trade him, he is, do you try him in the outfield, or is he, you're just paying him a lot of money to be a utility guy that's not playing every day? That's not something I want to do. So, I, I think the 41.4% is, that's what I Fans want to see Kim here long-term. They love Ha-Sun Kim. He's a, a valuable player. But realistically, I don't, I, I don't see how that is very realistic. 31% um, say see how he performs in a contract year and consider moving him at the trade deadline. Trade him before the season starts is 21.6. And that's like my boat. Trade him if it makes sense. Because I don't see how he's coming back after 2024. And you can get value back to help fill out the rest of the roster. And free agency is just not something that the Padres are participating too much in right now, obviously. So the 21.6%, I think they're like, trade them if the right deal comes. They're being realistic. They understand the situation, kind of like Soto. So there's that. All right. What is your level of confidence in Tatis recapturing his 2021 form? On offense, 60.2 said very confident, somewhat confident, 34.2. The rest, I don't really, maybe the case is, well, he had surgery, so he's never going to get back to what he was before surgery. But 60.2, I mean, I think that's us believing in ability, right? We know who Tatis is, and I think I said somewhat confident, right? I don't think I said, or maybe I said, I think I, I might have said very confident. I think it was Manny that I said somewhat, right? It was no Manny. I think I said very confident as well. Um, but yeah, just ability. I mean, we saw what Tatis did in 21, and he was dealing with subluxations. This guy is a freak of an athlete. So giving this guy a full off season, yeah, and a full season of production, I think you could see an MVP season coming from Fernando. 
level of confidence in Manny's bounce back from an underwhelming 23 and elbow surgery. I think because of the surgery, elbow surgery, 55.8 was the majority. Said somewhat confident, 32.5. Said very confident. I'm confident in Manny. Um, this guy, 2022 was not that long ago. I know it was before surgery, and that was before he had a down season. But down seasons can happen, and injuries do happen. This guy should have won the MVP in 2022. I stand by that. I will stand by that the rest of my life. If you're going by the most valuable player, I mean, Manny's that guy for me. Um, that was not that long ago. And Manny's still one of the best third basemen in baseball. And I believe in the talent. I think he is pissed off about what happened this past year. And maybe some of that dad strength will come out, right? Uh, I'm confident that Manny is going to bounce back. And I, I'm happy that Padres fans are in the confident boat on that, thankfully. Because if they weren't, I would have had a problem with that. What is your level of confidence in Jake Cronenworth bouncing back? Somewhat confident was 44.6%. Not very confident was 37.6%. Those were the two highest there. Those that are not very confident, I think they're seeing the decline offensively every year in Jake's numbers. And they really didn't like what they saw this past year. Somewhat confident, I think they're saying like, and that's the boat that I'm in, somewhat confident. How can you have as down of a year that he had? And Last year, had to go to a different position. He was trying to be someone part of the year, a good chunk of the year, that he was not. If he can be just embrace who he is and be a line drive hitter, then he's going to bounce back. So I think somewhat confident is the right boat to be in there on Jake Grunworth. What position should Xander primarily play in 2024? Shortstop got the majority 51.8. What is best for the team, though? If Kim stays, if Xander stays, if Cronenworth stays, if Manny's here, obviously, is it best? It probably is best. Don't don't mess with Xander. He wasn't terrible defensively at shortstop. We know Kim can play really well at second. If you don't bring in a first baseman, might as well stick keep Jake at first because he's the one that's more comfortable there and he just played a almost full season at first base so maybe that's what they would what they would do based on the current roster and I agree with that but if the Padres deem that the best defensive alignment is no let's put Xander at first Kim's the better defensive player. Let's put him at short. Cronies, we know he's good at second base. He's most valuable there. Let's try it first with Xander. Maybe that's what they do. I don't think that's going to happen. But I'd be fine with either. I'd understand either, to be honest. Which Padres prospect excites you the most? Ethan Salas blew everyone out of the water here. 70.6. That's the one I did. But for 2024, I said Merrill because he's closer to the big leagues and I think he's going to debut in the big leagues. So Merrill got 15.4. He's the, the second highest there. Snelling, 4.8. Uh, Lesko, 2.8. Thorpe, 2.5. Leo DeVry, 1.9. And then other was two. Maybe someone picked Graham Pauly. They were thinking about Nathan Martarella, Homer Bush. Who else? Lizaraga, Berger, some guys like that. But Salas, overall, I think Salas is the right pick for sure.
How would you rate the Padres telecast that were produced and distributed by MLB beginning last summer? Excellent was 39.9. Good, 40.4. And I think that's 16.7 was fair. Who said poor? Is that just the old crowd that doesn't think that Don and Mud focuses on the game? I don't know. Because, come on. Don and Mud are the best in the game. I mean, what are we doing here? How would you rate Padres radio broadcasts? Excellent was 53.4. 37 good. 8.6 fair. One poor. I don't know how you could rate it poor. Is it because Ted Leitner's not doing it anymore and that those are just the Ted Leitner fans? But Ted was the one that chose to step away, right? Excellent good, I think, is definitely the boat to be in there. How many games do you think the Padres will win in 2024? 42.1 was the biggest. 80 to 85, that's the one that I think is the right one. 85, 90, 36.5%. 90, 95, okay, some optimistic fans. 9.6%. At 90.95, and then fewer than 80 was 11%. I think that's those that are like, this roster, this outfield can end up being bad. Injuries, what is the pitching depth going to be? So those those are people that I try not to be in. When you have talent on the team like this still, I'm trying to look at this optimistically, especially when the offseason isn't finished. We don't know what this team's going to look like. So you could go one or two ways. You could go, the optimistic view, or you could take the negative view. And I don't want to take the negative view. I'm going to go the optimistic view. I went 80 to 85. Maybe I'll go 85, 90, depending on what moves are made the rest of the offseason. But uh, 80, 85, get in, last wild card is probably a, a decent bet there. What is your excitement level for the 2024 Padres? 33.9 was the biggest amount. Somewhat excited. 32.1 said neutral, 21.5, extremely excited, 10.4, not very excited, 2.1, don't care. If you pick don't care, why are you participating in this survey? If you pick neutral, I don't understand that either. How are you neutral about the year? Like you're either not very excited about it, you're, maybe you're still watching because you're a fan, but you're not very excited about the product. What's the, because like what the roster looks like right now, Maybe that's the main reason. Um, or you're either excited. You're one of the two, either extremely or somewhat excited. I don't know how you're neutral. And if you don't care, why are you participating in the survey? Will the Padres play in a World Series in the next two seasons? 26.9% said yes. 73.1% said no. This, this was probably flipped last year. I don't remember exactly the results. Dennis says, last January, more than half of those surveyed predicted 95 or more wins. 88% said they were extremely excited. Roughly as many people envision a World Series appearance before 2025. Yeah, so our, our thoughts have pretty much flipped. And, I mean, it's, it's deserving for our thoughts to flip, if that makes sense, because of everything that has happened within the last year. Um, I like those that said yes. I said no on this, trying to think realistically. But if you said yes, I mean, you're probably thinking, get in. Who knows what's going to happen? We have talent on this team. Dodgers are going to choke. Braves have choked the last couple years. We can beat the Phillies this time around in one of the next two years. We can beat the Mets or another team that's in there. Or you're just thinking optimistically, like, yes, I mean, 
Kind of like when Ray Kroc passed away, 84, they go to the World Series. Are you thinking that that's going to repeat itself? Win it for win one for Pete. Maybe that's what's going to propel him. You like the Mike Schilt hire. I like you thinking optimistically for sure. And I try to think optimistically about a lot of these things. But if you're if you're saying yes or no, I'd probably say no for almost every team in baseball just because of odds, because of how hard it is just to get to the World Series. So it's not it's not as much as me like crapping on the team as me just saying there's good competition in the National League and it felt like the best shot was 2023 and it's just hard to make it to the World Series. A lot of things have to line up. Um, here are some people, some of the fans' opinions. Describe your feelings on the state of the team in its future in a sentence or two. One here says, worried that Peter Seidler's win at any cost mentality will disappear now under new leadership. Okay, that's fair because we haven't heard Kutsen to talk. Like, it's one thing to put out a statement and, yeah, the vision, we're going to keep that and all that, but actions do speak louder than words. I'm very unsure about this team, mainly because of the loss of Seidler. I think that's how a lot of fans feel. Guarded about the 24 roster, excited about the prospects. Okay. This is an in-between year, lost some stars, but help is on the way as young players develop. That's a measured, optimistic take for sure. And I think that's, that is that is pretty spot on. It is an in-between year. And that doesn't mean the Padres won't make the playoffs in an in-between year. You can still make the playoffs. Like There's still, there's still a lot of way to go in the offseason because there's not a lot of moves have been made here. The dragon we slayed now has three heads and our shoelaces are tied together. Okay. They are a bit more realistic with payroll but are lacking in transparency with the fan base. They are the one major pro sports team in the city. Take advantage of it by being honest with the fan base. That's probably a season ticket holder, I would think, that wants that. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just another fan that wants transparency. Like you haven't heard from Eric Kutsenda. Tell us what the, it's hard to tell exactly what the payroll is going to be. Tell the fan base because things happen during the off season, but tell us, don't expect the payroll to be this. Um, have a fan Q and a with season ticket holders and answer all their questions. You know, do, I think that can go a long way with the Padres fan base. So I, I do partly agree with that. Yeah. I'm happy with, or excuse me, I'm happy we have this team at all. Lots of people forget the last 40 years. I don't see a fire sale, just pumping the brakes a little. Optimistic view there. That's kind of, is that Eric Gruppner that put that in there? That's kind of what he was saying earlier this offseason, right? All the right moves are being made, all things considered. Okay, fair. AJ Preller needs to be moved to a different role. He's good at building the farm, but his moves related to the big league club have hurt more than helped. Well, if you want to move him to a different role, he's probably not going to be in the organization again. Because would he accept a scouting role for someone else to come in and be the boss? I don't know. He could just go get a scouting role with someone else, right? I'm sure there are a lot of teams that would love to have him as a scout because he's good as a scout. It's everything else that, you know, we can question, right? Preller's had plenty of time to construct this team. Hasn't proven capable. It's time for a change. It was fun while it lasted, but the unnecessary extensions are going to hamstring the team for the next decade if the prospects don't come up and perform, right? The future is bright thanks to a deep farm. Padres just need to sneak into the playoffs each year. They'll have as good a shot as anyone. Yeah. 
that's a good point. I mean, look at the Phillies and D-backs and Rangers and Nationals. It's happened. Cut spending, raise prices, hope for mysticism. Is that how you say that? Positive regression to the mean to carry us tough bumper sticker. That's probably a season ticket holder right there that is mad about the increase in prices, and there's a lot of people that are on that boat. They will surprise, can't have worse luck than last year. Seems like that, but when you say that, I think the baseball gods will just keep kicking you in the nuts. Even though I do agree, you can't have worse luck than last year, right? Antsy for the young ones to come up, but please extend Hassan Kim forever. That's an interesting combination, though. I'm very scared for 2024. It's January and the Padres only have one starting outfielder. I still believe in the overall direction and long-term competitiveness of the club. Yeah, it is kind of scary that they are to be scared for 2024. Yeah, that's understandable because you, you're looking at the roster right now. You're looking at what the Dodgers did and other teams in the National League, like the Phillies and the Braves. Teams are there, right? But I, I do want to remind fans the offseason is not over. Let's see what moves Preller and the Padres make the rest of this offseason. And let's see how the team plays in the season. Let's see what prospects get brought up. But yeah, right now, I don't think this person that put this in here to Dennis, I don't think they're the only fan that's scared for 2024, but can still believe in the overall direction, long-term competitiveness, because you see the top prospects, you see guys that are here long-term, that, that are still in their prime, can still perform well, so these are these are a lot of fair points for sure. Way way too much up, way way too much is up in the air this late off this late in the off season. This team is punting on 2024. Season ticket holders deserve a refund because of the bait and switch after the passing of Pete. I don't think it's a bait and switch to be honest. The payroll was going to come down if Peter was alive or not, and I think Soto was going to get traded as as hard as it is as hard as it is. To hear that, I think Soto is going to get traded even if Peter Seidler was here. Because if you wanted to have more flexibility and build more of a complete roster, that felt like the easiest way to go about it. Now, maybe if Peter was here, he'd make a run at Soto in the in free agency next offseason, and I don't see the Padres doing that. But no, I, I think that payroll was going to go down regardless. Like That was the plan. Stuff was being written about that, right? That it was going to go down even if Peter was still there. Like it had to. They were the Padres were presenting a plan to Major League Baseball to get their CBT number down to get back in compliance. Another fan says here, I think this team did an absolutely awful job building a sustainable roster, navigating luxury tax issues the last few years. It's infuriating that we have a cadre, I don't know that word, of elite talent that necessarily has to be balanced with budget pieces that normally would be plugging holes on basement-dwelling teams. Yes, but who are those guys that are going to be coming in? It's, it's just, again, it's the question of this offseason is not over yet. I'm not saying that they're going to bring in Cody Bellinger. Like, don't get me wrong. They're probably going to bring in Eddie Rosario, someone that probably would be a bench player on the Braves or, you know, or David Peralta. Dodgers didn't play every day with the Dodgers, right? But 
I think plugging holes on basement dwelling teams, that's more like Austin Hedges. They're not at that level, right? Um, the part about absolutely did an absolutely awful job building a sustainable roster. Didn't we know that, though, kind of like going in? Like, we don't have the, the guys ready to come up right now. This better work out because this isn't, we're not going to be spending like $250 million on the payroll every year. And Hader is not going to be here long term. Snell's got to, not going to be here long term. Soto may or may not be here long term. Didn't we know that going in? So maybe they did an awful job at building a sustainable. I don't know. It's awful. There's guys that they locked up here long term that can help this roster long term. What happened last year, though, with missing the playoffs, missing the TV deal, having to take out a loan? I think they mistimed it a little bit. If if this was happening this next season and the prospects would come up in 25, I don't think it would be as bad. But because there's this like gap year in 2024 here where it's a transition, right? That's where the problem is. All right, I'm not going to read the rest of these. I've read a bunch of them already. But that is Dennis Lynn's Padres fan survey results. Thank you to Dennis for putting this out. I love hearing feedback from fans, and I think those were a lot of good questions. Um, all right. Quick break here, message about Underdog Fantasy, and then I'm going to get to the chat to close out the show. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's Underdog Fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, let's get to the chat. Iris says, Jock Peterson got 9.5 mil then we should be able to get C.J. Crone, David Peralta for about, for around $5 million each. 
yeah, maybe. I don't think the teams are jumping out to try to go get CJ Crone and David Peralta right now. So I could see that. Yeah. If if they are desperate for a position and David, he'd start in left field right now, right? So yeah. And CJ Crone would probably get some good at good at bats, but he is a righty. Padres probably want to get a lefty there. They definitely want to get a lefty in center or left, at least in one of those spots. I mean, think about it. Lefty, Soto, gone. Lefty, Grisham, gone. And all the production that Soto had. So they've got to make up for it somehow. They're not going to be able to make up for all of Soto, but you get what I'm saying. They need more lefties, for sure. Uh, Pedro says, Puerto Rican hat giveaway day on Yankees Friday. Pretty cool. Got to take my dad to that one. Theme game. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see the theme games that are out, but yeah, there's there's probably gonna be some pretty cool ones. Yes, the prospects game. I don't know who's going to that prospects game, but I'm sure some fans will be interested in that. I think that's like right before the Padres, or maybe that's while the Padres are like just leaving for Korea. Sometime in March, right? Mid March, I wanna say. If Soto wasn't part of both trades, would you have traded all of the players that were traded to the Nationals for all of the players that were received from the Yankees? Uh, probably not. Look, the, look, the Soto trade, it did not work out the way the Padres wanted it to. 2022 was great. They went to the NLCS. The regular season was not that great, but he was on the NLCS team. Of course, when you're that close, you want to go win the NL pennant and get to the World Series and then go win the World Series. Um, ultimately, though, he was brought here to win a World Series, didn't do it. And they didn't even last the entire Nationals contract. So I, I would I would rather have Hassel. Now, look, all of them are not going to be playing. All of them, if if Hassel, Wood, Susanna, who am I missing? Gore, Abrams, if, if all these guys were here, and then all the guys they have now were here. I mean, that's an elite farm system. It already is the top 10. That would be an amazing farm system. but all of those guys would not be playing at the big league level. So, but you could say, well, Ben, you could trade those guys for Dylan Cease. You could trade those guys for Corbin Burns. You could trade those guys for someone else that could really help this team. But I'm going to say the same thing that I said at the time of the deal. Like, regardless of how it works out, I'm happy that the Padres tried. Because they could have been other teams and just not tried and say, we don't want to give up that. We're not going to go for it, but the Padres, at least they went for it. And I'm not like super mad about the package that the Padres got back. I like the package that the Padres got back on paper. I thought Preller did a fine job, but yeah, it's a good point that you make, Joseph. But how many of those guys are ready? Like Gore, I'd like to have in the rotation right now. Abrams, that would be nice. Would Bogarts have been signed if they had Abrams? And they'd have Kip. If Bogarts wasn't signed, would Soto still be on the team? Well, no, Abrams would be here too. So let's say the Soto trade's not made. They can make a run at Soto in free agency. Or they could extend Hassan Kim if maybe Bogarts wasn't here. Well, they definitely could if Bogarts wasn't here because Kim's not going to get $280 million. Maybe they could have went after a Yamamoto or something. Maybe they could have brought back Snell, right? So it's really like the Bogarts, the crony extension. Those are really what's the problem there, right? 
Let's see here. Continuing to go through the chat. Pedro says, obviously, Shilty and Preller are working hand-in-hand and have a plan to fill out these last starter spots come spring training, either taking a look or young prospects and inviting some veterans. I mean, that's what they're going to have to do. It's going to be vets looking for a one-year deal, and it's going to be taking a look at these younger guys that are trying to fight their way onto the big league roster. They're not going to go sign Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I saw that Dave Roberts interview that he gave at Torrey Pines. Farmers Insurance Open's happening right now, by the way. Today is moving day because of the NFL playoffs. They're having the final day be Saturday, not Sunday. Uh, but yeah, Dave Roberts was there. I think Darnay Tripp talked with Dave. I don't know if he seemed more worried about Mike Schilt, but he did speak like, yeah, I thought this was a good move for the Padres, essentially. But what is he going to say I thought that was a dumb move by the Padres to hire Mike Schilt. Like, you're not going to say that. Because the only thing that that could do is go bite him in the butt later. And then he'll be on freezing cold takes again. Or, you know, open in his mouth. No, Dave Roberts called. Iris says, Dave Roberts officially called us a rival for the first time. LOL. He said that we were rivals years ago, didn't he not? Didn't he say that? Was that 2021 where there was it wasn't fully sold out, but he was still talking about that, the environment? And then I know he said it in 2022. So it wasn't the first time. He has said it before. Dodger fans continue to not think that it is, or that they want to deny it, but hey, your own freaking manager is saying it. So sorry. Um, I, Irie says, I say, go after some cheap free agent veterans that proved a hit and in Petco, like CJ Crone, David Peralta, roll the dice. I guarantee Peralta and Crone will do better than Cruz and Carpenter. We don't know that. And with Crone, that is a right-handed hitter. I, I think they want a lefty there for that first base DH role there. Peralta, I'd be fine with. I think they're going to end up signing Aaron Hicks. As I said the other day on a video that I made, seems like a great fit i mean he's still in his yankees contract so the padres only would have to give him league minimum seven hundred fifty thousand, whatever it is 740 whatever that number is and he could go play center or left he can switch it he could be a bench guy if they need him to like there's a little bit of a threat there i don't know if he found something with the baltimore orioles he had much better numbers with the orioles than he did with the yankees there's no risk there's no bad one-year league minimum deal right we look at Nelson Cruz like that was a bad deal, but it still wasn't that bad of a deal when you look at it. It's, it was $1 million. You know, It's more Carpenter that was the problem. You had to give up Ray Kerr to get off of Matt Carpenter. And are the Padres still paying some of the Carpenter contract? I think they might be. Uh, Irie says, if Cronin Peralta suck worse than Cruz and Carpenter, then I'll go streaking through San Diego. It's a bet, LOL. I don't know if we want to see either. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if we want to see that. I agree with you. I think Corona Peralta would not suck worse. It's kind of hard. I mean, Carpenter didn't play for like three weeks. Maybe even longer than that. Bob Melvin did not want to play him. He didn't want him on the roster. So, yeah, that's kind of hard to get to. And then Cruz was like DFA'd, right? Or released, put on waivers. 
Um, let's see here. Pedro says, Eric Gruppner needs to apologize to the fan base. I did not like those comments that he made earlier this offseason. No doubt about that. I mean, what does an apology do, though? I guess maybe it does something. But for me, actions speak louder than words, you know? So we'll see what the actions of the Padres are. Padres News says, my season tickets increased 30%, and I was promised a competitive team. Yeah. Yeah, season ticket holders are pissed off because you raise the ticket prices when we're seeing, when we're paying to go see a team that missed the postseason last year and they're departing with a lot of the a lot of the good parts of this past season's team. And you're raising the prices. The payroll's going down. Like, how does that make sense? Padres fans, that doesn't make sense to us. I understand why they're doing it, but it doesn't make sense. Like, if the payroll's going down, and you're trading away a superstar. Guys aren't coming back that were really good pieces for this team. That doesn't calculate to, okay, we can raise ticket prices. Raising ticket prices makes sense if you make the postseason. Again, you go to the NLCS, you go to the World Series, or you win the World Series. Like It makes sense because the results are there. But when the results are not there, raising the prices doesn't make sense. But for the business, I get it, the situation they're in, it does make sense. I wonder how long the wait list is, to be honest, though. Because why are they releasing season ticket packages for the upper deck if there's a wait list? Wouldn't they not announce that? Wouldn't they just go to the wait list people and say, here, do you want this ticket package? We're offering you this. And then if people don't have season tickets anymore, you'll be first in line to have the opportunity to go to a full season or a half season and move to that location or stay in your location. Why would they announce that? You know, unless the wait list isn't as long as they're publicly saying. And of course they're going to say publicly it's, you know, it, it's not, I forget the exact word, but it's in demand, right? Limited time. It's going to sell out fast. I wonder how long the wait list actually is. Yes, Profar Pedro is a Boris guy. I don't think the price is too... I think Boris is worried about other guys than Jerks and Profar. And I think the Padres want to fill in the other spots that are starting spots before they go spend money on a bench utility guy because they want to know how much money that they have left to give to the bench guys. Like, the starters go before the bench guys, right? Unless it's like $1 million, then you do it to get them locked in and because you know that you'll have room for that. All right, that's going to do it. Talking for hours, episode 559. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Reminder about some of the great partners of the show. FOCO, Padres Collectibles, Bobbleheads. Click the link in the description there. Breaking Tea, they've got some great Padres, Aztecs, and Wave shirts and sweatshirts. Click the link in the description. SeatGeek code, Talking Friars, $20 off your first order. And as mentioned earlier in the show, Gaglione Bros., Great cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Main locations on Friars Road. They're inside Petco Park. They're inside Snapdragon Stadium. Speaking of Snapdragon Stadium, San Diego Wave, they released their schedule yesterday. So I put out a video on that. And you can click the link in the description of that video or just go to San Diego Wave's website or social media pages to get your tickets. Single game tickets will be going on sale here pretty soon. 
And then there's also going to be some uh, ticket packages, not just full season, but you have some other options as well. So stay tuned for that. Underdog Fantasy, 100% deposit match up to $100. When you use code TALKINGFRIARS, click the link in the description there for them. All right, that's it. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate each and every one of you. See ya.